Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. The Caregiver and Physician Conversations, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. I'm your host, Marjorie Papps, author of Enrich Your Caregiving Journey and Words of Care. So do check my website at MyCaregivingCoach.com, where you'll find many caregiver resources. Today, my guest is Dr. Jeffrey Levine, who is a geriatrician at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. And in addition to being, I know, a wonderful geriatrician from having visited with him, he is also a photographer. He has, and I'm going to ask him in just a moment where he's exhibited, but he takes pictures of aging um, people all over the world, and he's brought great awareness to the beauty and potential uh, for all of us as we age. So, Dr. Jeffrey Levine. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you very much, Marjorie. This is a great privilege and a thrill for me to be here. Well, we are we are just delighted. And tell me, I know you've exhibited in a number of places. Let's just begin with your photography and where it's been, been shown around the world. Well, I've been privileged to uh, exhibit my work on the cover of a magazine <clears throat> called The Gerontologist. And this is the flagship journal of the uh, Gerontological Society of America. They always, throughout their history, uh, featured photographs of elders on their covers ever since the first, um, the very first edition. And I started putting my uh, my photos. I started submitting my photos back in the 1990s uh, when I was in my geriatric fellowship. And um, I've since had over 50 covers of this magazine and it's been such a thrill because I go to the meetings and um, nobody knows who I am and and then when we're exchanging information I say well yeah I'm the guy that's done the covers for the last many of the covers for the last 15 years and they say oh that's you (laughs) (laughs) you're the guy (laughs) so there's a lot of people who've seen my work but uh, you know it's it's been a it's been a it's been a great run. I've also had um, my work. Uh, by the way, I'll just tell you a little bit about the, uh, the 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 GSA. It's the Gerontologic Society of America, and they're one of the forefront um, leaders in research on aging. If anybody's interested in in looking them up, and uh, I've been a fellow of the uh, GSA actually for a couple of decades now. And uh, the other venue that I have is I started publishing my photographs um, in exhibits, and I've had the privilege of showing them in several uh, medical schools uh, around the country, including um, the, uh, other venues such as the New York Academy of Medicine in Manhattan, um, the National Arts Club also in Manhattan. They've been to uh, the University of Texas Health Science Center in uh, 
in San Antonio. Right now they're at the University of Texas Health Science Center in Galveston. If anybody in the listening audience is from Galveston, you can go check it out. Um, they've also appeared at places like Vanderbilt, um, the University of Maryland, and, and some. Oh, most recently also at the uh, Indiana State University in Terre Haute, Indiana. So every time I've had the opportunity to, to show my work, uh, <clears throat> it's been accompanied by a talk where I go to the uh, university setting and we have uh, a gathering of people who are interested in art and medicine. And it's been a great opportunity to share my thoughts about aging and about the image of aging and images of aging and get feedback from the audience. Oh, that, that is, that's wonderful. Um, I know you have a website. I routinely get uh, many of your photographs, and they're wonderful. Um, could you tell our viewers about uh, your website or how to access your information online? Well, I've got my professional site, uh, which is www.jmlevinemd.com. Uh, but I also have a photo site where I've published uh, many of my photographs. Um, that's an older site, and I haven't updated it in a while, but it's still got a lot of stuff on it. And uh, that's at www.levinemdphotos.com, and that has uh, some of my portfolios of aging as well. Okay, great. I will uh, ask Dr. Levine to give us that information again at the end of the show for all of you that are listening and may not have had a pen or pencil handy. So let's begin with um, how did you get, did photography come first or an interest in medicine or what was the chicken and egg thing about how all this happened for you? Uh, well, it's kind of hard to uh, describe, but I'll try to go through it. Um, I had a grandmother who was 100 years old, and she was beautiful. And she actually, um, she actually came across on a boat around the, ter- around, uh, the early 20th century. And uh, while she was on a boat coming over, she actually won a beauty contest on the boat, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, that's part of our, one of our family legends. And uh, when she became very old and on in years, God darn it, she was still beautiful. And uh, so... I took pictures of her when uh, she was about 100, uh, back in the day when there weren't that many 100-year-old people around. Um, And that was when I was in medical school. So when I got into my fellowship in geriatrics, I decided that I was going to start a project. And the project that I had was to make an encyclopedia, of a visual encyclopedia of aging. So I used um, color film. It was actually slide film, if any of you out there remember slides. Um, But I used slide film, and I started photographing um, hands and and feet and eyes and wrinkles and uh, different parts of the body and different diseases related to aging. And I did that for a couple of years. And at that time, my career was uh, based um, at... Uh, Mount Sinai Hospital, and then it was based in several nursing homes, and I had a lot of material to photograph. So one day, I decided that I was going to switch film. So instead of using color slide film, I used black and white film, and I started photographing in black and white. And those are the days when I took my took my film home and developed it in my uh, brownstone walk-up apartment on the Upper West Side, and uh, I 
rented a dark room and I was printing it. So I started to do these, uh, what I considered to be beautiful prints of human aging in black and white. And um, I did that for a couple of years. And then I kind of got uh, tired of just just showing people in nursing homes. And, and so I decided to get out into the community. And once I got out into the community, I, I switched film again and I started using color film. And that was around the time that the digital revolution took over. So I started doing full color, beautiful pictures of, uh, of healthy aging in America. And, and then I would travel abroad and photograph aging in, in foreign countries. And I had the opportunity to photograph in uh, South America twice, in Bolivia and Peru. Um, I was able to go to, uh, I had a trip to Japan, and um, I also photographed in, uh, in Russia. And I, was, I had the opportunity to actually photograph one of the most interesting photo shoots that I went on was to photograph Victory Day in Russia, um, which occurs every May when they celebrate the victory over Germany from World War II. And um, that's an incredible day when all of the elderly veterans come out in their, uh, in their dress battle suits, in their dress, in their dress military uniforms with all of their... Um, with all of their medals, and both male and female, they're all out there, and they basically come to the parks in in Moscow and all over all over Russia, and uh, and the citizens come out and honor them by giving them uh, giving them flowers and um, taking their picture, taking pictures of their children with them. Yeah. And it's an it was an amazing sight, and um, I posted uh, a lot of this on on the internet uh, on my website if anybody's interested in looking at it um, but it was extraordinary because the the citizens come out and and they give so many flowers to the old folks that they couldn't even carry them there were some elderly folks that actually bring shopping carts <laughs> they bring family members to carry the flowers and when the family members run out of arms they have actually shopping carts to put the flowers in. it was absolutely extraordinary I've 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 never seen such a celebration of aging, um, and I've also had the opportunity to go uh, deep into um, Central Asia, to Kyrgyzstan, also to photograph aging. So I've got a lot of interesting stuff. You sure do. You sure. So you know what in all of this? Uh, because I know um, that the that positive views of aging differ from country to country, and so for our own country. You know what? What kind of implication or message does this have for people who are ill, uh, or and their caregivers in this country? Um, what? How can could photography help uh, um, raise, um, you know, the po- positive images uh, for people in this country, particularly those who are ill and those who care for them? Well, that's a really good question, and it opens up a whole new area of discussion. And um, the reason I say that is I'm going to quote one of our famous poets, Allen Ginsberg, and I, I think I'm quoting him accurately, but he said that those people who hold, who have control over the images have control over our culture and our society. And our mass media in America is uh, dominated by advertising, largely by advertising, and, and, and the messages, uh, both implicit and explicit, that were given 
uh, on television and through uh, other sources. Um, and uh, our country is one of the only two countries in the world that have direct-to-consumer advertising of pharmaceuticals. And they make, you know, the pharmaceutical industry makes a ton of money from selling the newest and greatest drugs and lifestyle drugs. Unfortunately, many of the images that are delivered through the marketing of these drugs carries some very almost pernicious uh, negative stereotyping of old age that everybody is exposed to, and there's so much of it that we kind of just take it for granted that this is what <clears throat> old people look like. Yeah. For, for example, I mean, if you take, uh, you know, my wife and I <clears throat> like to watch uh, the news and then 60 Minutes on Sunday, and, and prime time around that time is just rife with, uh, with with some of the most amazing uh, varieties of drugs, including hip implants, um, some hospitals are advertising prostate surgeries. For the newest thing I've seen is is vaginal creams to make uh, to make sure that elderly women, uh, which are which are uh, in my view um, huge targets of this of this industry, um, to 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 make elderly women have more lubricated vaginas. Uh, for erectile dysfunction, uh, toward toward middle age and elderly men, uh, toward arthritis medicine, and these these advertisements are accompanied by lists of all types of side effects. And you really need to have a course, uh, have to go through several years of medical school to understand and appreciate all these different side effects that come with these drugs. That they that there's a, a voice whispering these things at the end of the at the end of the commercial, including some horrible things like death, like gastrointestinal bleeding, liver disease, thoughts of suicide. It's, it's really just, I cringe when I watch these commercials. But yeah. what they do is they send us implicit signals that old people are sick, that old people are debilitated, and that old people need to aspire to change our bodies to be like younger people which is not the case. Yes. So in this, um, what kind of tips um, would you have for caregivers and for the rest of us, um, you know, in terms of changing our expectations around um, and celebrating our age? And what, what can, you know, I know that's a tall order, Dr. Levine, sitting uh, in this culture, but um, surely it's a, something around changing your attitude. And, and when you look at commercials, to say, no, I don't agree with that. Well, what I think can that, we all do? I think that's the first step, just by being aware uh, of these pervasive uh, messages and stereotypes that, that the media gives us a constant onslaught of. Um, and it can be, this onslaught could be mentally and psychologically debilitating, for example, people who, uh, who, who are self-conscious about their aging, uh, the images that we see and the commercials and the message that we get, can, we can play on our insecurities to make us feel not right, to make us feel insecure, to make us buy a product that will make us feel younger or look younger. So I think that first understanding the issues 
um, is a very, very first step. Combating our societal stereotypes, I think, is a job that uh, very few individuals can actually tackle. The one person who I worked with who did a wonderful job of, uh, uh, of tackling it was Dr. Robert Butler, who passed away <clears throat> within the past two years. Robert Butler was my boss for a couple of years when I was at Mount Sinai, and he was a wonderful, inspirational uh, individual who was a geriatric psychiatrist. He was the first director of the National Institute of Aging in Washington, and he came to establish the Department of Geriatrics at my medical school, uh, which is the Icon School of Medicine in Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Butler coined the phrase uh, ageism, and he wrote several articles that actually outlined what is ageism? And there's different kinds. There's different levels of ageism. For example, there's there's institutional ageism, where <clears throat> there could be policies that uh, that that discriminate against uh, against older folks. Um, and there's other uh, there's personal ageism, there's intentional and unintentional ageism, which all have to do with ideas and attitudes that are carried out even sometimes without the perpetrator's awareness. That they're biased against people of old people who are on in years. Yes, you know to pick up on the intentional versus unintentional. Um, I will just say that as a caregiver, that there were times when I unintentionally treated my loved one with lower expectations uh, because he was sick, uh, and certainly my parents as they were aging. Um, and I think about that now, and I feel badly about it, but it was unintentional. So I just share that with caregivers out there who are listening, that, you know, this is something, it is so ingrained, as you've pointed out, in our society that we expect certain things from people, um, at caregivers included, because we're human as well. So I just share that with the audience. Well, I think that was very well stated, Marjorie, and uh, I really don't have anything to add. I mean, um, you know, certainly because of our ingrained cultural attitudes, we're sometimes prey to that <clears throat> and perpetuated ourselves. And that's why the first step is becoming aware of the issues <clears throat> and dealing, them, dealing with them in a more realistic uh, and humanistic manner. Well, and I would add, too, even though you haven't mentioned it, but um, my looking at your photographs over the last, I guess, couple of years that I've known you and checking out your website have given me a newfound um, positive feeling about aging. And so I think just looking at your work, Philippine, is a boost uh, and, and it might very possibly be for those who are listening in today. Well, thank you very much. And that, uh, that feedback, and that's actually what my mother said when she saw my last show <laughs> at the, uh, at the um, it was when it was at the National Arts Club. She actually uh, called me and said afterwards uh, she actually felt so good that she went out and bought herself a new pair of shoes. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrific. That's terrific. So, you know, as we, uh, we're all aging, and obviously we've heard all the statistics about, uh, what is it, eight or 10,000 people reaching 65 every day, do you see any glimmers of uh, attitudes toward aging changing as more and more of us as, as become a larger population in the United States? Absolutely, and, and this is changing now, and it's going to continue to change. And, and the reason is uh, the aging of the baby boomer generation. 
this is <clears throat> this is unprecedented in American society, and this is a situation where where we have a cohort of people who are approaching, uh, who are in their 60s and beyond, uh, who are more educated and have more resources than ever before, and these are people who are going to be driving opinions and politics uh, as this cohort ages. Yes, yes. Uh, this morning in the uh, Wall Street Journal, there was an, uh, a short article on aging, on expectations, on how uh, many of us will live 30-some uh, years in retirement, and that um, she was predicting, the author was predicting, that people will not just do what was always normally done in retirement, but that rather more and more people will begin reutilizing the skills that they used in the workplace, maybe repurposing them for society's needs, and that that in and of itself also will change perceptions of aging. Well, I haven't seen the article yet, but thanks for calling it to my attention, but I think that's a wonderful, uh, optimistic prediction, and I hope it comes true. Yeah, me too, me too. So let's go back to this concept of ageism. Um, it sounds like this may well be the last frontier of civil rights. What do you think? Uh, I think that that is a wonderful uh, way to put it. Um, but I think that the civil rights, uh, it's, it's, it's more like an attitudinal thing. As, you know, than, uh, I, I don't think there are that many legal barriers. I think that's, uh, you know, in, in, our, in, our, in our American society, I, I don't see as much uh, of a legal barrier as it is to a mental barrier. Yes. Great. Well, what, what haven't I asked you today that you would like to share with our listeners? Is there anything else? Well, I think it would be interesting just to uh, review, in my mind, uh, some of the intentional and unintentional feedback that I've gotten with regard to my, uh, my, my photographic work that, yeah. to me, has, um, has indicated some of the vast gulfs of perceptions of aging that exist today between young and old. And um, I'd just like to tell a little story, which I, I shared with you uh, before the show, yeah. of um, when I first wanted to publish on the internet, my photos of aging, I envisioned a, uh, a website where I could do this. So I approached uh, a web publishing company, um, and they were based in, uh, in Southern California. And uh, when I was visiting my wife's family uh, out in Los Angeles, I took the opportunity to take my, my rented car and drove da drive down to actually meet the designers and, and the team that would be assisting to develop my site. So I drove down to uh, this little town in, uh, that was south of L.A., and I met the design team, and they were all young, cool people, all of them when they were in their early 20s. Uh, they were all wearing, um, they were all sporting very uh, cool hairdos and lots of tattoos, and mm -hmm. I explained to them what I was looking for, that I wanted a website that shows photographs of aging and, and, and people uh, as they enter their, 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 um, their older years. So they said, yes, thank you very much. 
you know, all you got to do is sign here, and we'll sign the contract, and, and we'll give you a demo in a couple of weeks. So I said, great. And I flew back to New York City and uh, eagerly awaited their demo. Well, they sent me their demo, and I was so shocked when I saw it that I practically fell off my chair. They showed me, they put together a mock-up of a website that looked like it was an advertisement for a cemetery or a funeral home. It was gray, and it looked like tombstones. And I said, oh, my Lord. I said, this is the most horrible thing. So I called them up and expressed my my discontent with their design job. And I said, listen, I said, I want a different designer because I, I can't work with this designer. So they signed me a different designer. And they said, okay, you know, we're going to do something better. Just wait two weeks. So I waited two weeks, and they sent me another advertisement looked like an advertisement for another cemetery or a funeral home. So I just said, wow. I said, this is what younger people think is aging. This is what, this is what comes into their mind. And um, so I said, well, heck with this. I'm just going to design it myself. So I design, ended up designing my site by myself. But this experience is actually echoed um, with, our, with our mass media because in the advertising world, uh, and I was just reading this on the on the on the internet uh, before we started today. That there's so many advertising agents and, and, and advertising executives are in their 20s, and this is, you know, often uh, our our concepts of aging are imprinted at a very early age, and and that's it. You know, this is what they believe and to, to to aging to be like, and these are the people who are. Uh, constructing the images that we see every day in magazines, in the Internet, and on television. So we've got a lot of work to do in changing perceptions. We sure do. That is an amazing story, and it absolutely demonstrates and capsulizes you know, what we have been talking today about what is and what needs to be. Um, and I loved your tips. I'm just going to do a <laughs> summary for our audience uh, to, first of all, be aware the culture that we, we're living in, and then to be aware of institutional um, prejudices. And those we can, I think, as caregivers and other individuals call out when we see them uh, with doctors and lawyers and whomever else we come in contact with. And, um, and then those intentional and unintentional ways that we might behave that um, reinforce the notion of what aging is supposed to be but really isn't. And um, so, so listeners, please uh, kind of take those to heart today, um, those tips that um, Dr. Levine has provided for us. Would you, again, Dr. Levine, give us your website? Sure. It's uh, www.jmlevinemd.com, and that's my professional site. And those of you who have a PC, uh, if you remember those PCs, you can sign on to www. LevineMDPhotos.com. That second one, uh, LevineMDPhotos, is you can't really because of the programming language, it doesn't show well on uh, iPods or iPhones. Uh, but you can still see some of the work if you if you use that. If you're using your PC, you can also hear the music that goes along with the uh, with the slideshows. And it is delightful. Uh, reiterate again that. Uh, to go on the sites is just a wonderfully pleasant, stimulating, and uh, just inspiring thing to do. So well, thank, thank you very much. Jeffrey Levine, we appreciate it so much. 
Um, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. You can hear this show um, archived if you go on either my website, mycaregivingcoach.com or anecarediary.com. You will find the archive for this wonderful show we know many of you listen on uh, and, and encourage other friends who weren't able to tune in to listen to our archive. So please do that. Thanks again. This is Marjorie Patch, your host, and Dr. Levine, our guest today. Thank you so much, Marjorie. This has been a pleasure. Pleasure on this side, too. Okay. Goodbye, Bye-bye. everybody. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.